Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Also remember to check out that flagship podcast at horns247.com. He's also got the morning brew article for you each and every day. He is the one and only Chip Brown. Chip, how are you? What's going on, fellas? What's the first thing you think of when you think of somebody going to Manhattan? What's the biggest challenge for that road team? I mean, when you got to sit around all day and stare out at, you know, the the flatlands of Kansas, um, you can get a little stir crazy. I mean, Rick Barnes used to talk about it going to Stillwater. You know, you're better off playing an 11 a.m. game in a – you know, in a place where it's, uh, you know, there's you. Texas has to bring its energy. I mean, clearly, watching that Oklahoma State game should have gotten every Texas player's attention. Um, you watch the same team that you gave up a another lead to and lost to get paddled forty-eight to nothing. I mean, B. Don Robinson said he turned it off in the second half because mm-hmm. he was just getting mad, and that's that's. That's where this Texas football team needs to be. I mean, they need to have the gut burn that K-State had after losing a 28-10 lead at TCU and, and then came out and, as Chris Kleiman put it, we, we played the best we could play in, in that game against Oklahoma State. And so that raises the question, can K-State do that two weeks in a row? That's hard to do. And Chris Kleiman's got to figure out what he's doing at quarterback. Does he go with the running quarterback, Adrian Martinez, or the throwing quarterback, and Will Howard? And to me, it's, it's Will Howard. If, if, uh, if Kleiman goes with Adrian Martinez, I think that increases Texas's chances of winning because I think Texas is pretty good against the run. And, um, you know, that could kind of, like – destabilize the the good mojo that K-State just established with Will Howard at quarterback. So I think it's a fascinating game, and it's it's a tough one. It's at night. It's going to be cold, probably in the 40s. And and Texas has got to – man, they got to end this, this losing streak in true road games because that – you just don't want to get stuck with that label if you're Steve Sarkeesian as a guy who can't get his – his troops to finish a game on the road. Yeah, I thought Sark was pretty enthusiastic and pretty positive on his presser uh, on Monday, uh, Chip. But also, you know, when, when you're playing against this type of offense in Kansas State and you got a problem like Chris Kleiman kind of has, like Will Howard, he was trying to redshirt him, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, and that that may be going out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now he might have to throw him into the fire. And uh, can you go in a little bit more depth on why you'd rather or who you'd rather see at quarterback on Saturday, whether that's Adrian Martinez or Will Howard, and who do you think the Texas defense matches up with better? Yeah, I mean, I think Will Howard has shown the last. 
two weeks. I mean, he was 10 of 13 against TCU and helped him get that 28-10 lead. Uh, and then Chris Kleiman got a little conservative. You know, they had a fourth down stop near midfield, five minutes left in the, in the first half, and Kleiman and the offense just kind of, they throw a, a little, you know, bubble screen for zero yards and then run Will Howard twice into the pile like they're trying to run clock, and, and they punt to TCU, and TCU goes 90 yards, converts three-third down, scores a touchdown, and never gives the momentum back. And, and then Will Howard comes out, and they go for it on fourth and 10 on the first drive of the Oklahoma State game, and Will Howard throws a 38-yard touchdown pass to Kurt Warner's son, um, Cade Warner. So, you know, this, I think Howard is, he's a confident thrower all of a sudden. And Martinez is a reluctant thrower. He's an elite runner. But I think Texas's speed on defense um, helps them against Adrian Martinez. I think the more dangerous quarterback is a quarterback like Hunter Deckers, who got hot throwing the football and, and caused Texas some real problems. And so um, Will Howard seems like a guy who's, who's feeling it right now. I, and if I'm Chris Kleiman, I'm going to stick with Will Howard because what he showed you against Oklahoma State was impressive. So, you know, Martinez is a problem too, and Texas has struggled against running quarterbacks. But he's not, he's not as, you know, accomplished a thrower, in my opinion. You know, he throws the short stuff. And, and I think Texas can rally to the ball uh, and, and slow that down maybe force some field goals in the red zone. Whereas Howard will, will push the ball down the field and Texas has struggled a little bit since they've, you know, Anthony cook went out with that, with that broken arm. Talking with Chip Brown, horns247.com. Chip, I saw you had an article this week, among others, about this second players-only meeting. Uh, you mentioned Bijan just a second ago reacting to watching that film. Part of their reaction this week was another one of those. What, what do we need to know about the second players-only meeting in 22? Yeah, I mean, I think this one is not, you know, to this one was more about, hey, you know, we let one get away and – Let's get back to the attention to detail. Let's do it for the guys who are, you know, on their way out. And, and it was a message to the young players to make sure you're doing everything to prepare because some of you guys are one play away. And some of you have gone into games and not been totally sure what you're doing. So, you know, spend the off week, get in the film room, be ready. And I think it was a positive message. I mean, Jordan Whittington's one of the voices on the team I trust, and he he said that it was, you know, that that's what the team meeting was. And then he saw the team's response in practice on Monday, and he said that it let me know that everyone got the message. And Steve Sarkeesian, um, you know, Zay, you mentioned him being positive. He was all fired up about their practice intensity on Monday, and I'm hearing – that has continued through the week. So I think, you know, I think the players understand that it's now or never in terms of a getting this road losing streak off their backs and B, you know, playing up to their potential, playing like the team that 
that uh, almost beat Alabama. Chip, where are we looking at on the secondary availability of Anthony Cook, Ryan Watts, hell, even Jalen Gilbo hurt his ankle in that Oklahoma State game, which that's clearly the biggest question mark on this defense still is if this secondary could get it together. How do you think the secondary is going to look going into Manhattan 6 p.m. Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, um, I think Ryan Watts is going to be okay. I don't think Anthony Cook is is ready yet. I think they want to look at his arm, you know, a little. They want it to to heal a little more before they put a cast on it and put him through all that trauma. And so, um, you know, and I think Gilbo's going to be okay to go. But you know, the key is they got to get settled at that safety position, you know, whether it's Keaton Crawford or, you know, where, where cook is out. Um, they need, they need some consistency there because it's been a, it's been like a turnstile. And, and so, you know, I think that's going to be a, a big part of this one, especially if Will Howard is at the quarterback position, but I, I think Ryan Watts will give it a go. Chip, stepping outside this game but staying in the Big 12 for a second, what did you make of the CFP rankings last night that uh, slotted TCU at 7, K-State at 13, and ultimately Texas at 24? Yeah, I mean, TCU kind of got the the raw end because they've, what, they've won four in a row against ranked opponents. I mean, that's that's a better resume than uh, some of those teams ahead of them, but um, TCU is going to have to earn it every step of the way. We know that from 2014 when they mysteriously dropped from number three to number six, mm-hmm. all because the committee didn't want to reward Baylor for um, that was when they were still under our Bryles for not scheduling anyone. So they punished TCU uh, to make sure that um, they sent a message to Baylor, which was unfortunate. So, um, you know, I, it's early. It's early. I mean, so much of this stuff is going to clear itself up in the next couple of weeks, but what a year for Tennessee. I mean, if, if uh, Josh Heupel can keep that going, that's, uh, that's an amazing story. And then Hooker, their quarterback, is, is amazing, and um, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. Let me ask you one more question about this Texas team, Chip. You know, JT Sanders, it seems like he might be taking a, a hit in the freshman wall, you know, and then you look at the third wide receiver issue of Casey Kang, which clearly ain't cutting it, you know, who could step up there? Have you seen that with JT Sanders, and you think it's anybody going to be able to emerge as that number three option on the wide receiver front? Well, I think JT Sanders is, is you know he had that drop at the end of the Oklahoma State game that was tough because his hands are so good. Um, you know I think I think he'll be okay and you know I'd like to see Tariq Milton a little bit more. Um, you know fifth year player who's got a lot of experience scored touchdowns at Iowa State. Um, he and Savion Red I think are guys I'm I'm interested to see and you know it's interesting Sark does not rotate much at the receiver position so when they've had to um you know get into some of these big pressure moments you know when they're trying to drive for points at at the end of games I see Tariq Milton making some catches and I'm like where's that guy earlier in the game you know so there's no doubt that Quinn Ewers 
loves getting the ball to Xavier Worthy because he knows it can go to the house every single time. And um, Worthy is every defense knows where he is, has to account for him. His speed is is scary. There, you know, Chris Lyman said we don't have that kind of speed. You know, we're going to have to surround him and and so. You know, Quinn Ewers, this is a grow-up game for Quinn Ewers because he was struggling uh, in the wind at Oklahoma State. He was, you know, what, 15 overthrows, most in FBS in the last three years. And, and so, you know, what did he learn? Steve Sarkeesian sat him down after the Oklahoma State loss and went through some of his struggles as a young quarterback at BYU, and Quinn Ewers said that helped him, and you know, yours hasn't had a game like that. Like he didn't have a game like that at South Lake Carroll. It, it you'd have to go back to junior high or something where he completed, you know, less than forty percent of his passes. So uh, this is a big um, grow up game for for Quinn Ewers going on the road at night. And uh, and you know, Chad, you know, I'm going to this game. That Bill Snyder Family Stadium is it's dug in down into the ground. I mean, it's loud. It's yep. loud. And, and this is going to be uh, an incredible atmosphere because K-State has lost five in a row to Texas, and that's, that's not normal. I mean, they used to chant, we own Texas, after, yeah. <laughs> after, beating, up, grief. after beating up on the Longhorns. And uh, they haven't been chanting that lately. Yeah, it's going to be a wild atmosphere, man. A night game in Manhattan. Uh, Chip, before we let you go, do you have a lean on this one right now? When are, you, when are your predictions due? And, and kind of, what are you thinking on a Wednesday? Man, I, I have a funny feeling that Texas is going to show up big in this game. I, I don't know if I'm ready to predict them as the winner because – it's just been, you know, too many bananas in the tailpipe. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I have a weird feeling that maybe, maybe Texas has gut burn uh, that it finally needs to go finish one on the road. But man, K State. I predicted before the season that K State would be in the Big Twelve title game against Oklahoma State. I don't know how good that's looking, but um, I don't think anyone had TCU. But you know, K State's got a really good core of veteran experience at seemingly every level of their team and that's why I think this is just such a hard game before the year I predicted Texas would lose in this game but I don't know man I think there's a fire in there that um, might be ready to come out. Yeah, it sounds like they got uh, maybe got some things straightened out, and maybe they are in the right mindset uh, to head to Manhattan. That is Chip Brown. Check out Horns247.com. Again, the full article and in-depth on kind of what that players-only meeting was about this week. Check out the flagship podcast with Chip and the crew there, the Morning Brew article every day, at ChipBrown247 on Twitter. As he just mentioned, headed to Manhattan. All the sights and sounds. Who wouldn't want pictures from Manhattan? Come on, at ChipBrown247. <laughs> You know that's what they're going to be giving you this week. Uh, Chip, we appreciate it, man. Safe travels to and from the Little Apple. We'll talk next week. All right, fellas.